everybody. Welcome to Cigars and Syndication. I'm uh, Robbie. I'm here with Jay. Um, today we're going to be smoking uh, the H. Upman Day Trader. Uh, so far, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Got a good little bit of spice to it, maybe a little sweet spice. And, uh, you know, we're going to touch bases on uh, wholesaling and, and hoteling. What do you think about that, Jay? <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Junaid Noor. Uh, welcome to Cigars and Syndications. Uh, we will be talking about uh, wholesaling uh, real estate, wholesaling houses, and wholesaling houses as alternative investment strategies for people who, you know, they want to get into the game, but they don't have a lot of money. But first, The Banker by H. Upman. I am not a, normally I am not a fan of H. Upman unless it is a Cuban, but this is a pretty good cigar. No, I agree. It's uh, it's good. Uh this day trader, I think it just came out uh, sometime in mid-April, uh, and it's uh, it's a really good smoke. Uh, I had one last week, and I'm enjoying this one just as much as I did that one. So apparently, this is the Banker series, and this cigar, this specific cigar, is called a Day Trader, and it's got these really cool uh, Wall Street uh, the on the back of it. the yeah. The Wall Street Daily closes and open close opens and closes. A candlestick. It's called a candlestick chart. It's got a candlestick chart on the back. It's kind of cool. Hey, union guys, can you uh, focus in on this a little bit? Show this. Uh, zoom in on this and show this uh, uh, candlestick chart here. I don't know how to. <laughs> no, 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 I zoom in post. I zoom in in the, in the editing. You don't have to touch the lens. Okay, that's cool, yeah. So anyway, it's got this candlestick chart on the back. It's kind of cool. Um, nice spice, mellow, smooth. Um, what else do you get on here? You know, when we first lit it up, it had a nice little spicy cinnamon. Um, it really mellowed out a nice, smooth, medium, full flavored, um, easy draw. It's on the larger size. Um, I do believe they have a, a shorter version, but I think it's the same ring gauge, but, uh, it's really good, really good, strong, uh, mellow, really, mellow, uh, mellow smoke. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. And not being a fan of H. Upman, this is a very good cigar. Well, what are we going to start with on wholesaling? How are how are you know investors that are just starting, maybe don't have a lot of capital? Uh, how are they going to How are they going to leverage the market? And this is you know this is a perfect uh, alternative investment strategy, right? If you don't have a lot of money. You don't have money to put a down payment to buy a, an investment house, or you can't get a group together to buy some kind of a small multifamily, or you don't have the money to put into a passive investment uh, for a larger multifamily. This is a good way to uh, make money and uh, save that money up to go into bigger and better things. Um, <clears throat> so wholesaling basically uh, is a method where you go and you look for you basically knock on doors and you ask people if they're interested in selling their houses now the strategy with wholesaling is you want to look at houses that are kind of old um, they're shabby looking they haven't been updated they haven't been maintained usually it's one of a few reasons why that is the case number one is usually because the owners are retired Maybe one of them passed away. There's only one of them left. And they want to sell the house and they want to get out of it, but they don't want to put the money in to maintain it to get the higher price. 
Um, another one which I've run into many, many times was somebody passed away. They left a house to an heir or a group of heirs. And the heirs have decided that they don't want to keep the house. They want to sell it. But they don't want to put any money into maintaining it or doing any kind of upgrades to it. They just want to sell it as is. And that's the key. You find the houses that don't look like they've been maintained and you want to buy the house as is. Yeah, and you're not necessarily talking about structural roof, AC, things that get real expensive, maybe more aesthetic stuff, uh, maybe landscaping, paint, uh, more general maintenance uh, items to to bring the house up and, and something that you can do in a, in a pretty quick fashion. Right, and so... Um so that's that's a, a little bit of a different strategy, which we'll go into in the second part of this podcast. But for now, what you do is you you for wholesaling, you go and you find a house that's that needs some upkeep, and then you talk to the owner. You have to kind of have an idea of what the repairs are going to be, and because when you're wholesaling, you're selling it to an investor like myself. Now, I've never done wholesaling. I know a lot of people who do it. I've purchased a lot of houses from wholesalers. So we have a formula that we use uh, as to what we will pay for the price of the house from the wholesaler. And basically, we start with uh, what it's going to retail for. Okay. Usually, on average, wholesalers will make about anywhere between ten dollars and $20,000 on a house. And how do you, how do you come to that? that term or how do you come to that amount from the wholesaler is it is it based on uh, what you sell it for is it like a cost plus or or how are y'all coming to that determination right so the wholesaler really needs to understand the market and the repair costs and what the retailer or what the investor not the retailer right so the end user is the person who's going to probably live in the house and they're going to buy it from a realtor a real estate agent off the MLS that's retail price. We as the investors never want to pay retail. We always want to pay wholesale because, you know, we follow the Warren Buffett rule. When I walk into a property, I have to walk in with equity, with money already built in that I know no matter what happens, I'm going to sell this property. I'm going to get X amount of dollars. I don't walk in hoping that the market will go up and then maybe perhaps at some future point in time, I will make some money. And, and as a wholesaler, I mean, you never actually own the property. You go in, try to negotiate the deal, maybe put it under contract for 60 or 90 days with the ability to assign it to an investor. Correct. So wholesalers, very rarely, there are some wholesalers that will purchase the property and um, they will do what's called a double close. So if you have the money, you go ahead and purchase the property and then you mark it up. And you sell it to the investor. Uh, but then you're paying for closing twice. Most wholesalers, you know, again, if you're starting off, you have no money, but you want to get into the business, you want to start saving money for the bigger and better deals, you will go and you will uh, have the seller sign what's called an assignment of contract. And then, uh, I'm sorry, the seller will sign a contract with you with the rights for you as the wholesaler to assign it to somebody else. And then you will mark that that uh, property up ten, fifteen, twenty thousand, depending on the market, depending on the property. And then you will assign the contract to someone like me, who is an investor. 
And, you know, interestingly, as a beginner, when you get into this business, you can get maybe apprehensive or nervous about asking for certain conditions. And, you know, some of these successful wholesalers, they'll get really long terms from the, from the owners. I mean, they'll go and ask for 120 day terms, 90 day terms. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. No, it doesn't. And, you know, wholesaling is about, you know, time versus money. If you don't have the money, you have, you're going to put the time in and you're going to knock on doors. Hi, Mr. So-and-so. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a wholesale buyer. I would like to pay cash for your property. And I, you know, I, I would like to offer this much money for it. And I would like, uh, to close in 120 days. Obviously, for a lot of wholesalers, especially the ones beginning, uh, starting off, the contract does say that, hey, you know, if we don't close, then, you know, you get a, a, a hard portion of the earnest money, but we got our earnest money back. So in the meantime, so the steps are basically you go in, you knock on a door, you, you, you sign a contract to purchase it for cash, and then you turn around and you uh, go and market that property to your network as a wholesaler. And as a wholesaler, you go ahead and you negotiate the price, 10, 20. You know, I've had wholesalers come in and ask for $25,000, $30,000 above the price that I would want to pay for it. And I've negotiated it down. You know, we go back and forth. Uh, a couple of years ago, the market was so hot for wholesalers in Houston, especially, that a wholesaler would op- hold an open house. And 20 people would show up and they would take the highest bid. You put a sealed bid in by 5 p.m. that day and they would take the highest bid. And people were just buying them left and right. When you're doing this with the and in, in, in the dealings with wholesalers, I mean, it's, it's pretty common to lay the numbers on the table. And, and they're, they're just saying, this is, this is what I'm paying for the house. This is what I'm willing to sell it to you for. Uh, you know, and, and it's kind of an interesting way to do business. Right. The number is on the table. Now, if you have the money and you can close on the property, then the number is not on the table and the buyer, the investor will never know what you paid for the property. But most wholesalers who are starting off, you 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 always get to see the original. I would always ask for it. They don't always give it to you right away, right? They will give you the assignment of the contract. I would be like, I need to see the original contract just to see where we are. Um, and... Uh, most wholesalers will, if you ask, they will show it to you. They won't show it to you voluntarily. Well, I really am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this day trader. I'm, I'm kind of along the same lines with you. I've not really had a lot of Upmans that I've liked other than the Cubans. And this one has definitely changed my mind. It's a good, uh, it's a good smoke. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So mine, the spice is gone. Hmm. Spice is gone. It's getting a little flat, and I don't know. Are you, are you getting, or you're, I'm further along maybe, but do, are you still getting some spice here? I'm getting just a little bit of spice, um, and it's, but it's mellowed out good. I, I think it's just a good, uh, it is a, it's, it's definitely on the, you know, it's not on the stronger side. It's definitely more of a medium uh, smoke. Uh, the spice is dying down. I'm kind of getting, it is flattening out a little bit. I'm just kind of getting maybe just a little earthy uh, flavor with my smoke. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting some earth. Uh, it is flattening out. Um, maybe in the next few puffs, it'll it'll uh, 
it'll change the profile again, but, uh, still burning really good. I think it's a good roll. Um, and, uh, you know, and I'm more fond of the larger ring gauges. So, uh, and this definitely fits that mold. Right. <laughs> so moving on with wholesaling, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that people should look out for in wholesaling is that, you know, you have to find good deals. You really have to understand the market. You have to know what those repair costs are going to be. Um, you have to know what the investor. So as the investor, we take a formula where we'll say, you know, and every investor is different, but whatever the retail value of that is minus the repairs, I always wanted twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars in equity, so I would take the retail value, I would subtract uh, carrying costs, I would subtract out sales commission when I sold it, I would subtract out um, repairs, and then I would subtract another twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars, and that would be the number I would present to the wholesaler as to what I would pay for the property. The wholesaler has to know all of that minus what his, he's got to subtract out what he's going to make on the property, his overhead and his commission. And he's got to present that to the owner of the property as to what he will pay the owner. You know, you, you mentioned carrying cost, And I think that's something that's overlooked a lot by the people just starting. And, and it can be, it can be a, a pretty serious expense and it can make a deal go south quickly. Right. As a wholesaler, if you're doing an assignment of a contract, you don't have, really have carrying costs. But if you do buy it, if you do buy the property, and sometimes it's worth buying the property just because you got such a good deal. You, you know, if you're making $50,000 on a property, which is, you know, a couple of years back, uh, wholesalers were doing that. They were making $50,000 on a property, just flipping it to investors. And investors like me, because we're getting such good deals, we would pay the money, right? Because it's, you know, we can sell it for retail for another $25,000, $30,000. Right, because the, the, as the investor, you're looking for opportunities to, you know, to upgrade the property, to increase its value, you know, through construction, through some aesthetic changes and stuff like that. But as a wholesaler, you're simply trying to beat everybody to the punch, get this house assigned contract to you uh, at the right at the right price. Right, so that's one of the cons of wholesaling is that you really have to understand the market um you know another thing is that you really have to develop a network right you have to be able to to uh put the house under contract and flip it to somebody who's going to buy it from you very quickly you may not have carrying costs but the sooner you do it the faster you make your money as a as a wholesaler how do you what's the what's the best way to to create your network what I found in my experience, the best way is attend events, attend meetup events, attend, um, you know, a lot of these uh, happy hour events. There's a lot of events uh, in any given town. If you go to meetup.com, there's a bunch of events. Um, a lot of times the, uh, the hard money lenders hold events, the realtors hold events. Um, even some of the wholesalers hold events and, you know, you go, the more people you meet, you know, the more, the bigger your network gets. And, you know, as the saying goes, your network is your net worth. I agree with that a hundred percent. And, and I think networking is so important in that, in that business. 
how does how does how does the real estate agent how do the realtors get involved in this or are you trying to avoid these guys altogether in the as a wholesaler so as a wholesaler you avoid the realtors because the realtors you know the idea is that you go you knock on the doors you get the contracts you don't pay sales commissions sales commissions are going to eat out of your your uh your margin the other thing is that realtors don't always have a wholesale property some of them might but they normally don't they are retail sellers right they're the ones who sell to the people who are going to be buying the houses to live in period i mean i have not met any realtors um who are really into wholesaling um they make their money by selling it to the end user even investors right investors normally do not buy properties from realtors because those are retail prices you're not walking in with equity in your pocket you're walking in saying i'm paying market price and hopefully it'll go up in the next few years so really really important to understand the real estate market also really important to understand and and probably have relationships with strong title companies and and understand those ins and outs so that you can avoid having a real estate agent represent the seller side and the buyer side if possible. Right. With wholesalers, with all of my friends that are wholesalers, they actually would go house to house, knock on any any doors that looked like the property needed maintenance and say, hey, here's my card. I'm willing to buy your property off of you. I will pay cash. If you're interested, give me a call. And they would do hundreds and hundreds of these every day. And then they would get one or two callbacks. And then they would take that out into the market. Um, so hard hard work replaces the, the lack of capital. Hard work replaces the lack of capital. Not that if you have capital, you won't work hard. You'll just work hard in a different way. Well, the well, the wholesaling part is really interesting, and and I do. I, I, there's some good success stories in that in that market, and I think you're right. I think with hard work, uh, it's a good way to get in the market and generate some capital. And you know, this is part one of a two part uh, series, and the next one's going to be about wholesaling. And I can't wait to to get into that. Yeah, no, this is this is a very good alternative investment strategy. You know, for people who are like, well, I don't have any money. Uh, and, you know, time is something that people can make, right? Um, in one of the previous episodes, we did a little calculation on how much time people have. And basically we said, hey, even if you work a 40-hour job, you know, you take out time for sleeping and shower and, you know, working out and some entertainment time, you still have another 40 hours in the week. It's just people don't use it well. And if you have another 40 hours in the week... Um, that you can even apply 30 of it to knocking on doors because you don't have the capital, you can make some good money. Now, one other thing that I wanted to mention was that at one point, uh, houses were actually selling, wholesalers were buying houses for 50% of their value, of their after repair value. Because normally our um, our calculation would be 20% discount or 30% discount, depending on what you wanted to do with it. The wholesalers would put another twenty percent on top of that, so you're get they're buying the houses for fifty percent off of the retail value. And and the, as a as a whole, at least in the Houston market, the values of homes is remaining pretty constant. Yes, it is. 
Uh, wholesale deals are a little bit harder to come by just because um, sellers are getting smarter and they want more money for their cash deal. Um, so the margins are getting a little bit tighter, but the deals are still out there. Well, I hope you'd sign in for the next part of this series. Um, I hope you learned a little bit of something about uh, wholesaling. Uh, it's a very good way to get into the market. And, you know, I kind of like this day trader. It's a pretty good smoke. Uh, I think it's a decent price point. Uh, check us out on albanyparkcapital.com. Uh, Jay wrote a wonderful article about this uh, topic. Yeah. Um, go to our, our website, hit the resources tab. There's a lot of articles there. Um, also, you know, subscribe to our, our channel here and give us some comments, give us some feedback, and we will catch you on part two of this, uh, of this uh, podcast. We'll see you next time.